Welcome to Life by Design. On this podcast, we explore ideas on self-improvement and living with intention, amongst other things. My name is Otto Abasibasi, and I am honored to be your host. In my early teens, I became obsessed with personal development as a path to growth, success, and happiness. Today, I am a full-stack creative and entrepreneur, using my skills to help people and businesses live up to their potential. And my passion for self-development is still going strong, albeit more nuanced. And now I share what I learned as I build a life by design. If there was an overarching theme to all that I do, it would be the arts of being, the acts of creating, and the space in between. I have always been interested in how we live, how we create, and how those two things interact with and inform each other. I hope you enjoy the podcast and thank you for listening. Hello, what it do, what it do, what's good? How are you today? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Wednesday Ramble Show. Um, yeah, it's it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done this. Uh, I think maybe a month now um, since my last um, episode. And I am recorded with a new mic and it's windy outside. And I think it picks up almost everything, even like my chair. As a like, so if you if you hear that in the background, please try to ignore it. Um, but yeah, let me know what you think. If if this mic isn't working out, I'll go back to the to the one I was using previously. Um, but this one is pretty. I like the way the way this one looks. And for me, form comes before function. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. Um, but yeah, hope you've been well. I've been good. I've been all right. And anyway, so the Wednesday Ramble Show, you know what it is, what we do is, or what I do is uh, talk about the post from from last week, uh, or at least like the, the, the last recording that I did in the week that this show comes out. Um, and then I, I talk about whatever blog post I wrote about that, um, that week as well. But today will be slightly different just because it's been a while. Um, I'm going to do like, I'm going to do that, but add a bit of updates and, and just general, um, yeah, <laughs> let you know what's been going on. Um, but yeah, so the, the first post that we'll talk about is, um, how to get the bag. And this is part of the, the series. This is part of the how to get what you want series that I did back in 2018 and we talked about go uh we talked about like you know knowing what you want we've spoken about um counting the cost you know talking about having a vision all those important things um and and the next step was like goal setting right so all of that needs to start getting you know practical so obviously taking out the time to like think vision cost, think about what you want, think about what you want to do. All of that is very, very important. Um, but, you know, they can easily just stay as dreams, right? And as like things we'd like to do and things that are so great, but never really translate into real tangible stuff. If we don't take the time to actually set goals and create the systems to actually achieve them. And being able to set goals and achieve them is... A superpower, especially when there are goals that are directed by yourself. For you to be able to say, I want to go after that thing, and then you go and actually get it or achieve it, that is a powerful, powerful thing. 
You know, Tom Bilyeu defines power as the ability to close your eyes, see a vision of a world that is better than the one you're in right now, open up your eyes and then create it. Like that's just a powerful thing to be like, I want to do this and then you can do that. And you, you get to be able to do that if you're able to set your sights on something, effectively create plans to get it and execute and improvise on the way to getting it. That's really the essence of goal setting, right? And, and achieving stuff. So as far as goal setting, I advocate for, um, for two layers of goal setting. So what you want to do is have a, have a big, huge goal, right? You've got to have like, you got to spend the time to think about it and think about what would I like to do? Like if I had all the money in the world, what would I like my life to account for? What is most important to me? What is my big, big, huge goal that I can chase for like the rest of my life or at least for a while, right? And the idea of behind having a big goal or having one of those is like, Goals are fun or really interesting when they stretch you and make you become a person that you never imagined that you could be, right? Goals are a great avenue for personal development. They're a great avenue to to stretch yourself, to learn new things, to face your fears, to increase your level of comfort and all those things. And that is why you should have a really, really big goal. It should be something that scares you that excites you that demands that you become something new someone new someone evolved it's got to pull you back pull you forward on a path of incredible growth and you got to have like that goal call it the bag the big hairy audacious audacious goal and think about these goals that they're like so big right that you can't achieve them now obviously right but you can orient yourself towards towards that i've, I've mentioned it before in a previous post this year about like how to achieve goals that are like beyond your league and that is basically the bag right the bag is beyond your reach but step by step you know you can move your way to 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 that place now the second layer of goals are the goals that we are probably more familiar with which is the idea of um i call them approximate goals or checkpoints right so these are the goals that are more reasonable. These are the goals that are the smart goals. You know, the whole thing that people say, you know, goals got to be specific, measurable, attainable, results focused and time bound. I don't, I don't remember who like came up with that whole acronym, right? But the idea is that you set goals, you make sure they're very specific, make sure you can measure them, make sure that there's something that you can actually get done. Make sure that when you're working towards the goal, there are results focused and that there is a time limit, there's a deadline for those things to be done. So what you want to do is have your big, hairy, audacious goal and then have the approximate goals that will move you in that direction. So you can figure out, okay, listen, I want to be a world-class surgeon one day, for instance. Um, or, look, you know, I want to be a great, I want to own businesses and make money or whatever, right? But you'd know nothing about business. You know nothing about all of that. Well, one of the first things you could do is, is, you know, start a business, I guess, start something small, come up with an idea and launch. And that could be your, 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 your approximate goal. So my checkpoint goal is to, is to register a business and start a business and maybe grow it to 10,000 rands a month or whatever, whatever you want to do with the business. Right. And that's your, that's your checkpoint goal. It's, it's a very clear goal. It's measurable. And you could say in the next five months, 
right? That's your approximate goal. But your big hairy goal is to be like a hundred million dollar, create schools for little kids or whatever, whatever in the world you want to do, you know, um, and that. But but that's the basic. So you have got to have two layers. You got to have the layer of the big audacious goal that keeps you excited. It's something that you can pursue for the rest of your life. And then beneath that, you got to have the smaller goals that will take you towards there. Now the problem with goals, right? Because you know, not everything, not nothing is perfect. But the problem with goals is that, um, and and I learned this idea from Scott Adams' book, um, "How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Win Big." It was a great book. Scott Adams is um, the guy who created the Dilbert cartoons, and um, he was yeah, pretty pretty dope book, dope. Or like very very highly syndicated cartoon, very very successful guy. Um, but he shared the idea about like goals and like the issues with goals. So one of the first things is that like, you know, when we make a goal, right, we think we know what we want and we believe that getting what we want will make you will make us happy. And that is something I always touch on. It's like, you know, do you even know what you want? Sometimes that changes. Sometimes even what you want won't make you happy, right? The second thing is that like. You think and you imagine that the world will remain stable when you make that goal in the time it takes you to get, you know, to your goal. And that isn't the case, man. The world is always changing and things are always shifting. So you often find yourself having to adapt. And sometimes the goals you made three years ago might not be relevant in two years from now. The third thing is the thing about like a goal and how it works, right? As long as you haven't achieved the goal, you are a failure, right? Because it's a binary situation. It's either you haven't achieved the goal or you have achieved the goal. And you just, you end up in this long state of failure until you actually achieve it. And the achievement, you know, the experience of achieving lasts like a few seconds or a few days or a few whatever, but it's such a short time compared to all this time of failure, so to speak, which can subconsciously be damaging to your, to your psyche. So goals are wonderful, right? But like, we've got to temper goals. And that's why we say, you know, when you think of goals, don't just think about them in such a linear way of, okay, here's my goal. I'm going to do one, two, three, four, five and get there. I'm sure that's a fair way of, of looking at and specking it out, right? But when you set goals, you want to think about goals in terms of systems. Like, how do I design systems and create habits and create daily incremental things that I can do that will move me towards this goal? So, it moves from being an event to being a lifestyle to being a way of life, just how you do things, your modus operandi. So if your goal is to start a business in five months and make 10,000 for it, from instance, you know, you would have to think about what can I do on a daily or on a weekly to get there? Maybe I can set up a system for coming up with ideas and testing ideas. Maybe I can, if, if I know what it is, then I, I know what to do on a weekly and a daily basis to get this business off the ground. How much time do I want to spend on it every, every week? Um, what needs to happen? Who do I need to talk to? You know, and that becomes the adventure that you embark on. But you look at it more as a way of life, more as a system, more as I need to put all these things in place. And once I do, over time, I will move closer and closer to the goal. Now, what that does is that it allows you to focus on the day to day instead of, you know, being overwhelmed by looking at this mountain, this goal you're trying to climb every day, every week. Um, it makes things easier for you to do. It makes things more organized for you to do. 
you know it, it it moves from being this frantic chase to a goal and becomes more like like i said i keep saying it's a way of life it's just how you do things now it's your daily routine it's your it's your modus operandi and then you know it's the person you become while you're going towards the goal so just a way more sustainable way to do things right if you want to be more financially disciplined then you know you set up systems of you know, doing your budgets every month and doing your reconciliations every week and, you know, tracking your spending and doing this and saving money and blah, blah, blah. And that that is how all these different systems and different things you put in place help you reach the goal. So that is essentially, in a nutshell, this whole piece, this whole article, this whole rant is about setting intention, about knowing what you want and setting goals around that. We've said set a bag, set a really, really huge goal, and then set your checkpoint smaller goals along the way and create systems to allow you to achieve these goals. And over time, you would achieve all your goals and expand and maybe one day, maybe one day, if you're so lucky, hit your big, hairy, audacious goal. And that is how you get what you want. And so, yeah, with that, we've covered the first piece of content. And now we can get into the fun part. Um <laughs> And I'm just going to like talk about, I guess, what I've been, what's been going on with me for the past few months, past month, really, <laughs> it's just been a month, um, where I'm at, um, what's been going on. And I will also touch on the blog post for the week, what I actually wrote, wrote, wrote about um, this week. It's me having some water, staying hydrated. And I'm recording this in the dark, right? It's like SA has just been hit with so much load shedding lately. Like we have power as much as we don't have power at this point. It's ridiculous. But anyway, we move, we move, we move. And here we are. So, um, yeah, like I took a bit of a hiatus for about a month, um, mostly because I was having a persistent um, feeling of fatigue where some days it was hard to stay awake, hard to work, hard to think, um, a bit of overwhelm, a bit of just, just being tired, I guess. I, I get tired, you know. I wish I didn't, um, but I'm human and, and we do. So when that happens, I know to pull back. Sometimes I know to like just rest. Um, and, and try to do nothing and try to just be for a while. Um, I had been burning quite hot for a while, I had been doing quite a lot of stuff, been very busy with work, um, with the content, with uh, projects and things I was doing at home. And as great as everything was going, at some point I hit a wall and I just had to pull back. And in all that time, like I went through some really interesting um, experiences and I guess thoughts and had to do a bit of soul searching and, and, and search my feelings. And it was pretty weird. Like for the first time, I really didn't feel like working. Like I love what I do. Right. And I like, I like working slight work workaholic. Um, but for the first time I really did not feel like being productive or doing anything. It just felt fundamentally wrong. Um, which was a very interesting um, space to be in because on the one hand, um, you know, I enjoy and I always advocate that you should do what you're passionate about because 
when you do that, it doesn't really feel like work and you're able to give in 110% very consistently. Um, you know, you're willing to just, you're, you're, you're excited enough to get to work and to be productive and, and to not have that feeling, to have that feeling kind of stripped away for a while was a little bit scary, but at the same time exciting because it felt like I was glad I could, I could feel something different to what I usually feel. I was glad to know that that was a possibility for me um, because it helps with my general thoughts that sometimes you need to really disconnect from the productivity game to really focus on what's important and have to become more effective basically because if you if you more if you overly wrapped up in execution um it might be tricky for you to find the breakthrough you're looking for if you stuck doing the same things over and over again. So I like breaks because they force, you know, the force a perception shift and they give the empty space to have new ideas and to like experience new things. And like I said, have a different perspective. Um, so basically for, for a month, I kind of like just pulled back, didn't do much else, but I, I still had some work to do. So I still did work. Um, but it wasn't as high pressure or as stressful as I used to do it before. Um, I just did what I needed to do, what I could do, when I could do it. And somehow it still more or less came together. I was still productive. Um, but I got to do a bit more life, you know, like see friends and relax and watch movies and do nothing, you know, and just allow myself to actually rest. Because when you get to that fatigue space, the most productive thing you can do is rest. If you try to to go hard in the paint when you're in that state, you will hurt yourself quite badly. Um, so that was great. So anyway, um, yeah, all kinds of feelings, all kinds of things. And in all this time, um, I, I had a few ideas, thought about a few things, and I wrote about them last week. Um, spoke about the idea of the dark side of success. Um, the idea that you can get what you want and not feel happy, <laughs> you know, we always think that like these things we want, these goals we set, these things we, we crave or desire that when we get it, it will fix everything that will all of a sudden slip into this utopia and we will have no more problems and all of that. But more often than not, we get there and everything is still the same. You're still you with all your baggage and issues and if you, weren't, if you weren't happy before, it, you probably wouldn't be happy then, you know. But I think different things happen, right? And and I will go into this as a as a whole blog post in its own. But I think of I think of the Elijah syndrome. I always like reference the story of him um, going against the prophets of of Baal. Um, they had this whole in the Bible. They had this whole competition, calling down fire from heaven. And Elijah won, and it was such a great victory. And almost immediately after, he was on the run from Jezebel. Like he went from like such great highs to such great lows. But it almost seems like if you are in battle or in struggle or in hard work for something, that achieving it can can come with a sense of loss, can come with a sense of fatigue and tiredness. Because like I said, you've been burning so hot and doing so much. It almost seems like there must be a corresponding low to to the high. So. There's just always something to be aware of, I guess, when you when you work and hustle and push. And at the same time, um, 
you know, just uh, something to be wary about, right? To to solve the happiness problem in a way that's not completely predicated to your achieving goals or, or getting certain things. But we'll talk about that in a different in a different post. Um, and then uh, the idea of expanding your success thermostat, expanding your success thermostat, which I will talk about just now. Um, I've also been thinking about like, you know, like your relationship to work and, you know, like I said, I love working, right? But I've come to recognize the toxicity in the hustle culture and the thought of ways to balance, right? You don't want, at the end of the day, you should work to be productive. I think you should work to be productive. Sure. You, you should. And when I say productive, I mean like create useful output. So don't work to just be busy, work to actually achieve stuff and work as much as is needed. Um, but don't allow work shouldn't completely consume your life so that you forget to live or you forget to start your life because you're too busy, busy working. Um, and be wary of desire provocation. Be wary of the, of the fact that everything in our society and everything in media is always trying to make us to want something. And those wants become our quote unquote needs. And they keep us trapped in the system working to make more and more money to fulfill more and more unnatural needs, <laughs> unnatural desires. So be wary, be wary of that. Don't throw away your whole life just for work. Work is important, keeps us productive, can give us purpose, can give us something to contribute to society, but we also must have life. And in this whole hustle, entrepreneurship, creative, what, what, you know, especially when you do what you love, it can be, it, it can be tempting to build your entire life around that. And that can be fun, but it's something to critically think about. And anyway, that would be a whole nother post. But anyway, so let me get into like what I guess I want to talk about today, which is the idea of um, what well, I want to talk about today as well. And the idea of expanding your success thermostat or raising your success ceiling. So many years ago, I think it was like in 2010. Yes, I read the book called The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. And I didn't read the whole book then. I read like half of it, but... Um, a concept in it stuck with me and it was the idea of your financial thermostat and he basically said that we all have a high point of earning and a low point of earning so there's the amount of money you start making a kind of amount of success you start achieving where you would start to self-sabotage you would start to relax you would take it easy it can even be a little bit uncomfortable having that amount of money and so you look for ways to get rid of it or, you know, spend it or waste it or give it away or whatever to get yourself back to the level you're comfortable. And if you keep slacking and slacking for too long, you can get to a point where you're like so broke that, you know, you get triggered back up again and then you're on the move. <laughs> you know, you keep working, working, working until you get to your comfort zone. The point being is that you have a comfort zone, right? There's the space between that high point that low point, somewhere around there, that's that's where you generally stay. And um, you know, if you if you're into success, if you're into you know 
personal dev and, and all that stuff, you would want to break that ceiling, right? You'd want to have the experience of succeeding in a way that you haven't before. And that has been a question on my mind for a while. And the question I'm trying to answer in this blog post, like how do you get more comfortable with greater levels of success so you can naturally achieve more, you know? And the first thing to think about is like, what sets our comfort zones? Why are we comfortable at the income or success level that we are now? And all of that leads back to our programming, our conditioning. And it's usually from like birth or from like early, you know, early life experiences. What was, what was growing up like, you know, what were your parents like? What was the world around you like, you know, um, were they successful? Um, what did you grow up thinking was normal? You know, how do you see yourself? You know, we have to think back and think critically about the fundamental ideas we have about life, about who we are, about what we are capable of, about what it takes to get certain things done, about what we deserve and begin to honestly look at what we really think inside. And that takes a lot of introspection. That takes a lot of um, reflection and, and work and therapy and all that stuff. But as we do that work to understand, we can now begin to manipulate it, right? Because, you know, there, there are three main layers that condition conditioning happens, right? It's the things we hear and say, it's what we see modeled for us, and it's the things that we experience and how we interpret those experiences. So if we're always told that we are no good, that we are not good enough, that we are useless, it'll be very, very hard for us to grow up with a strong sense of self-esteem unless we took that experience and interpreted it in such a way that fueled us to want to prove them wrong, you know? Um, the people we see around us and the examples we see around us tell us what's possible they inspire us, they, 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 they guide us consciously or subconsciously. And, you know, all these different things add to the conditioning that creates our reality because our conditioning leads to the thoughts we have, which leads to the feelings that we have, which leads to the actions that we take and eventually the results that we get. So if we can change that conditioning, if we can change the programming, then it stands to reason that we can change our lives. So how do we break through your success ceiling? How do you increase the range of your success thermostat? How do you become comfortable with greater levels of success? So in my research and thinking and whatever, we have identified a few couple steps that we could experiment with and see how they work. There are awareness, dissociation, recreation, reimagination, planning, and action. So the first step is awareness, right? And I've already been hinting at this already. You've got to like do the deep dive to figure out what the hell is going on. You know, what do we believe? What level of success are we at right now? What are we easily able to achieve? Where do we stop ourselves? You know, what, what do we believe about ourselves that has kept us from living our potential? What scares us about success? What are we uncomfortable with? What would success change for us? Where do, where do these feelings and attitudes come from? What experiences in our lives made us this way? Once we gain awareness, we are able to understand these things deeper, know where they came from, 
and we can now begin the work of dismantling them. What you must do next is now dissociate, right? So at this point, you've got to separate from these beliefs. Once you've identified them and named them, we've got to remember that we are not our minds. We are not the thoughts we have. We are not our emotions. We are eternal. We are a spark of consciousness. We are whatever we are. We are not our mind. We can change what we think and have a different experience. So as these thoughts come up, as these realizations come up, it's important to understand that they are not you, that even though they have been with you for so long, that these things no longer serve you. And it's okay to let them go. They can fade into the background. They will keep coming up, but we just acknowledge them and then we let them go. And it's important to forgive yourself for like all your mistakes, for all the steps you didn't take, for all the times you self-sabotaged, for everything that you've done wrong. Forgive yourself and give yourself a clean slate. And next, what we want to do is recreate. And now this means create new empowering beliefs to replace the old programming. You can ask yourself things like, what do I need to achieve this year to take me to the next level? What is the one thing I need to do to take myself to the next level? What do I need to believe about myself and about the world to succeed at the level that I want to? What do people who, who succeed the way I want to what did they think? What did they do? How did they behave? How did they interact with the world? What opportunities are available to me? What wins or successes do I have already? Once you start to think about yourself in, in terms of possibility, in terms of success, in terms of a new level, you start to create new beliefs, new attitudes, new ways of looking the, at the world to replace the old programming, right? You start confessing new things and declaring new things, right? You change what you say and what you hear. You know, you start looking at, at new people, at new spaces, at new things. You change what has been modeled for you. And eventually you take action and that will also change things. So I, I'm speaking to the things that I said earlier that create conditioning, right? Those three things, what you see, you know, what you see and hear, what you see modeled and what you experience. You've got to change those three different things to change your conditioning. Right. The next step is reimagination. Right. So now once we've like created or at least established new thinkings and new beliefs, we've now got to like imagine ourselves to be the person we want to be. Imagine ourselves succeeding on a new level. Imagine ourselves like, you know, being this new person, living this new life, enjoying these new things, you know, just operating at a whole another echelon that imagination that visualization really helps to change our self-conception to change the person we imagine ourselves to be to demand and expect and allow ourselves to be more do more and have more and as we begin to build this self-image and thing in ourselves we now have to actually plan actually set goals like we said before what do we want to accomplish what do we need to do? How are we going to do it? Who do we need to talk to? Where do we need to get help? What steps do we need to take? We need to make actual concrete plans. Just, you know, set your bag and set your checkpoint goals and, and go for it. And once you've set all of these things in place, right? Once you've, you know, you know identified the limits and beliefs, remove them, replace them with new beliefs. 
once you've reimagined and, 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 and reconceptualized and planned, it's time to do. You've got to do. Take bold, consistent action. Do, do, do. Operate from this new space. Talk to the people. Take the action. Make the product. Sell it. Promote yourself. Fail. Try again. <laughs> you know, keep going. As you do things, you'll get new experiences. And these are the experiences that will recondition you into the place you want to be. And if we can do all these things, if we can take all these steps, we will inch our way forward into a new level of being, into a new level of existence. In this way, I believe we can raise our success ceiling and get to new heights and do things that we never imagined before. In doing this, we can change our programming, we can raise our comfort levels, and we can change our lives. So that is essentially, um, yeah, it for this episode. We've touched on a whole bunch of things. And my voice is sore right now, but um, it's fun to be back um, making content and doing all of that again. I'm only going to do this maybe for like a few weeks and then I'll end the season properly. I do want to take a bit of a break. Um, maybe a month, another month, maybe the month of December from um recording and from writing maybe i will maybe i won't but i do want to um just so i can take a step back look at what this little experiment has been like so far and you know retooling things for what i want to do moving forward this has been a fun experiment but i like it to make it a real thing so i like to invest in in podcasting and getting guests and um improving the show in one way or the other so if you have ideas do let me know um and yeah with that with that um thanks for rocking with me all through this stay blessed have a great week chat to you next time if you enjoyed this or anything else please please share with your friends like subscribe all that jazz and till next time stay awesome hope you enjoyed that episode um if you want more feel free to check out other episodes on the podcast or you know check out my website as well otobasibasi.com that's o-t-o-a-b-a-s-i-b-a-s-s-e-y.com um there's hundreds of blog posts on there um we've got playlists on there um, as well as, you know, video interviews and books that I wrote as well, you know, so just check out what I'm into, check out what I do. And there's probably something in there that will give you value as well. Once again, thank you for listening and I'll check you on the next episode.